Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television show. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill Lempe, and my buddy Sharpie. Sponsors for this season of Fargo Talks Fargo are TAG, celebrating Fargo and the Midwest community through t-shirts, art, and graphics. For more information, visit tagfargo.com. And Fargo Brewing Company's Wood Chipper India Pale Ale with its bold hop flavor and velvety body. Grab a pint or visit them online at fargobrewing.com. Well, my goodness gracious. Gracious? Jeez, I'm off to a heck of a start here. How are you, Sharpie? I am fantastic. What a fun episode. I know. Episode six, Burden's Burden's ass. I'm I've been eating ice cubes and I've I've literally put my mouth to sleep. I don't know what what you should pierce your tongue right now. That'd be great. It'll be like that Dennis Leary skit from um God, I can't remember if it's from Lock and Load or one of them where he's talking about the kid with his tongue pierced in the gas station. He's like, hey, yeah, man, the coffee, it's maple nut crunch. <laughs> Not a bad tangent. <laughs> so, like, Game of Thrones, winter is coming to Fargo. Winter is coming. I don't even, I don't know where to start. Storm I mean, of when the you, century. And but, but beware, spoilers. Yeah, We're going to wreck this shit. If So if you haven't seen is, episode six, just turn this off. Yeah, there is no way to uh, avoid spoilers on this one. God, what a slow learner am I? Did you just see me drink more, like put more ice in my mouth? <laughs> this is why I should drink beer when we do this all the time. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why you're so not. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to cut right to the end, but I just... No. <laughs> that ending sure... Uh, What's inside Noah's ho- Noah Hawley's head? <laughs> What's in there? I want to know. Can you put the echo effect on live? We can just crawl inside <laughs> Noah Holly's head. Noah, Noah. Um, we finally do get to check in on good old Chump. Yeah, do you think that was like uh, I heard some, I was listening to a couple of the other Fargo podcasts and they were talking about some Edgar Allan Poe references. And he, I, I forgot to mention this last time, but do you think that was sort of like a cast of Amontillado kind of thing going on? When he's, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know there were other Fargo podcasts. I thought we were the one. Oh yeah, only I mean, never mind. Excellent resource. You mean in the in the theater of your mind? There yeah. are many. I have so many versions of this one <laughs> that goes on in parallel, like subverses of my mind. I'm guessing all the other ones have a better looking and much more intelligent host than me. <laughs> Co-host. No, I did not read any of that. I, I it, it's been a little bit of a busy week for me. I feel like I've overly slacked off on our discussion and regular banter and research that happens from the day that we release the full recaps but hey I, it was what just, can you do we got daytime yeah. jobs too <laughs> yeah chump chump don chump gets let back out gets to use the darth vader box and get it slapped out of his hands <laughs> what? that was kind of like the first time i think we saw lauren really just like give him like a bitch please yeah <laughs> Well, it was like the most cliche thing to do with a voice like distortion tool. I yeah, mean, come on, yeah. that line, the Luke, I am your father. <laughs> that deserved a He's, little bit of a bitch, please. Well, he is a simple man. He is. See what I did there? <laughs> a simple man. Oh, oh, <laughs> I can. Oh, ooh, where's the Sound Brothers movie? Yeah, maybe someday we'll have a bigger budget. <laughs> 
Yeah, we don't. Have, yeah, we don't have that. That's next next season if they do do this again. So we saw a little bit of the uh, you know the Fargo Mafia. Holy shit! That's <laughs> not. I want to know where that's at. Yeah, I've been there. I think that was King House Buffet. That's right on the corner of Broadway and Second <laughs> Avenue North, right? That's the King House. So the fat mob boss evidently speaks in very choppy one sentence words. I mean, there. I mean, still a little bit of an accent in there. That was good. Yeah, when you're filling your pie hole, you got to at least come through. You know, maybe he's a little nasally. But you were saying something he like. It's very stereotypical. Yeah, I mean, just why can't a mafia lord be like a Rico Suave kind of guy? He's always got to be some like fat chump disgustingly eating somewhere. I mean, I guess Marlon Brando wasn't exactly that. Maybe later, maybe later on, but... <laughs> yeah, you're thinking Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we get to see Fargo. That, that's exciting yep. to a degree, but what's with the Aussie? Yeah, I don't know where he came from. He's lost. He is definitely lost. He is in the wrong <laughs> place. That is for sure. But he seriously is, you know, gets put back in place about this whole thing while they do this. But I just, I feel like I've lost my place in the TV show. Not in a bad way. Like right now, I'm still just like, I'm so wrapped up in the end. So I'm I'm deferring to you right now to guide us through this hot dish because well, i've been so i've been so like what no like sure. i just okay fine i'll just say this part i won't skip to the end but i'm not gonna lie i felt bad for chump not right away but the minute i watched him just like struggle like oh you know it's, it's because like watching- he's so simple that you kind of feel a little bad for him because he just doesn't know what he's got himself into and at at the same point and he's also somewhat innocent yes i mean he did kind of initiate part of this bribe and it just spiraled out of control because it went way over his head really fast and he's so simple he couldn't keep up and you know it, it got to be too much for him and the thing too is he there was nothing like violent about anything to what he was trying to do Right. It was just simple, like, idle threat. And he just wanted that six-inch marble for his Turkish bathhouse. His Turkish, yeah, Turkish delight, and evidently, Lauren hates it. <laughs> so, um, you caught this, and I. It was, this was one of my favorite scenes. It was earlier in the show when they go, when Milos Stavros, Stavros Milos goes to the <laughs> parking garage. And you caught this, and that is... Um, uh, it's the Gustafson garage. Yeah. Um, Chump, who was reading the ransom or whatever. The note, script. The, his, his script. The script yeah. to Stavros Milos Milos Stavros uh, said to meet at the Gustafson garage. Well, I I missed that. I was too caught up in Chump and his dashing good looks. <laughs> um, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. But as soon as he got to the parking garage, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is just like Fargo as in the movie. And I was really excited and giddy. Like when you see Milo Stavros, Stavros Milos go up to the top of the parking <laughs> ramp. I have to say that now. I just, I can't stop. Uh, go to the top of the, the parking ramp. It's like, oh my gosh, this is where Carl and Wade meet in the movie. Wade Gustafson. Yep, Wade Gustafson, Gustafson parking ramp. So that was pretty cool. And I was expecting sort of, you know, some sort of bloody mess to occur. 
Um, we did not yeah. see that, but we did end the scene with a very similar uh, additional nod to the movie, and that was the little dispute with the parking attendant over $2 because he <laughs> decided not to park anymore. So I that was pretty see, cool. I could just see Carl Showalter going, you know, with the... <laughs> Napkin up to his face. <laughs> Just a mouthful of crooked teeth and blood. <laughs> teeth in every direction. Yeah. And evidently we're still, you know, I'm, I'm going to just, I've decided that we've pointed it out uh, as many other things that I'm just going to put aside. I'm going to pretend that Duluth and Bemidji are about 45 minutes apart. Yeah. And that Duluth is a booming metropolis. That sounds good. Let's go with that. And, and th- I'm just there. I'm done. I just said it. There's our there's our local perspective. As people who've been there and done all those things, that's not what they're like. That's all right, though. Doesn't change the story. No, we can put that aside. So, same with the accents. Do they have right, perfect, uh, not right, that way, the way we talk? I don't know. The only people who will be able to tell us that is people who listen to the way you and I talk like idiots, I guess. And <laughs> make their Maybe own not so much there. the accent, but yeah, they are kind of idiots. Wait, and speaking who, of idiots, uh, yeah, <laughs> Stavros, Stavros having his like totally balls out crazy epiphany that he needs to return the money. Yeah. So, do you think that that I mean we're we're we still got a ways to go in the season, but are they planning like is this season going two. to keep going throughout <laughs> each season? Like the one caveat that sort of just continues on the case of cursed money. I guess so. It's like the monkey's paw, right? No. I don't. We'll see. I mean, who knows? We don't know. Maybe he's going to go back. That's now. right. He's going to be like, he's going to be like, like, forget fuck it. it. Forget this. I, yeah. Cause I, July and January, let's start I it will up. Say, I will say that's the other part I was having a slightly modified tough time with. And I, you got to remember, I was at my parents' house. <laughs> Long story. And, because and he ended lived up there. watching it. I, I, I live there in the basement. I'm not married. I only have 16 cats. The, hey, that's that winter, how podcast that's, networks start. That is that is some serious... That's what I heard. That That is some serious uh, winter storm going on. <laughs> I was a little bit... I mean, the, it is like 2014. I think we can do a little bit better job of showing a winter storm. Um it almost yeah. looked like a day for night scene, but more like a summer for winter kind of. <laughs> yeah, scene. I felt that way. Like I wish somebody would give them just a little bit more budget, or because you can get that complete whiteout feeling in town, but it doesn't look like that. It's not like. Mm. But then again, you know what? There's there's fog, and people disappear into fog in a lot of television shows and movies, and that's not the way it is either. I mean, all I know is the Blair Rich project was real right that was real it was real top yeah, it's 10 totally it's real. one of the Those top people. 10 movies of all time as well and they're and they're missing so no i and I, like i said you know i can suspend a little bit of that because that's it is like that i mean i've been walking downtown in fargo and it's blown like a mofo and you can't see shit you know and even if you could see shit, it's pelting you in the face so hard you can't keep your eyes open long enough. <laughs> That's to, like, how I would it. have wanted to see it more like that, rather than sort of this sort of <laughs> this like euphoric glow around everything. Maybe they were in heaven. Maybe it was like you wanna, maybe you they're all see fallen it. angels and they're they're back on the yes. Back. There you go. <laughs> they're on the no. You want to see it through like slightly 
frozen together eyelashes. You know what I mean? <laughs> when the heat from your face and your eyes slowly starts melting it on your eyelashes and you start blinking and then all of a sudden you realize that your lower eyelashes and your upper eyelashes start freezing together. <laughs> That's when you know you're in the thick of a serious like shit storm. And you start chewing on the ice that's forming on your mustache. On your mustache. <laughs> Just get rid of that. Uh, do you want to make any comment about the fish falling from the sky at this point? Um, I think we can get into that. We're going to have so much to talk about tomorrow. It's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I think did make me think of Magnolia though. I wow, same thing for me. So, big exact PT Anderson fan, so that was pretty cool. I I have yeah, let's I'll save. I'll save everything about that. I just I'm really I really want to know who Molly was yelling at and shot at. I re- I have a pretty strong feeling that it was um that it was Wrench, who by the way, I said would be dead next, not dead next. Well, we don't know. He's one of the dead next, but not the first one cuz the first one, dead guy is numbers, right? Um this week. Or no, I'm sorry. Don Chump was the first one, and I said no way they will do that. So I'm I'll eat that. I'll eat that. Yeah, you definitely weren't right on the next. So because that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, though, to create a scapegoat only to use him as a distraction later. That's right. So I don't know. Maybe you know. Hey, I'm not Lauren Malvo. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 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 Molly was yelling and shooting at the other guy because it was the deaf guy and he couldn't hear her. Mm-hmm. He was just. I just. I just don't think it's time for Lauren and Molly to have met up again, and I don't think, even though somebody has apparently shot her, I don't think she's dead. Do you? I can't imagine. I mean... I'm not even convinced Gus shot her. Well... Because we heard... Didn't we hear two other shots? I mean, there, were, said, there were two shots... There before were two Gus. shots before Gus shot, right? Yeah, so how um, do we know that wasn't her getting shot? Because, I mean... Gus has already informed us in this episode that he would have rather been a postal service employee. Like yeah, he probably so sucks was, with a gun. That's what I mean. Like, and he didn't know exactly what he was shooting at. So I'm going to go with maybe he missed. Maybe. I mean, Wrench had an automatic weapon. It didn't really sound like the same weapon, but you that's never true. Know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's a good point. I I don't know. But, but who and, knows? And, I mean, yeah, there's all Lauren, kinds of mayhem. Lauren didn't have his gun either, though. Right. No. Lauren had the, the, like, what looked to be, like, you know, a semi-automatic, oh, like, Bush yeah, AR-15. Right. Wrench and, did have a pistol. Wrench had a pistol, because yeah. that's what he started with, and Lauren lost his. Correct. So, okay, so we've got My bad. a lot of great stuff happening in the show. I was still very pleased with the show. It was fun. It was super and, fun. I had, a, I had a good time watching this one. I mean, I've had a good time watching them all, but this one I kind of relaxed a little bit and just sort of enjoyed the battle. The I really the tried hard to not like overthink it yet. I'm gonna have to do that when I do my second and third watch tomorrow. But this was definitely an episode where I was having that. You know, I was having a little trouble with the storm, a little bit of trouble with the whole body switcheroo weekend at Bernie's act mm-hmm. um, thing, and we didn't even have a minute to touch about how evil Lester is becoming. Oh, it's just it, this is fantastic. Like he is, he is finding delight. Mm-hmm. He likes being and a bad boy. Screw, and, and screwing this stuff up. I mean, like, it's one thing to frame your brother, <laughs> but, but poor little Gordo, uh, I lo- played by played by Spencer uh, Drever, or Drever, I'm sorry if I'm screwing that up. You know, poor kid, 
And, gives his uncle the old, yeah, okay, look. And then deep down, he's got a gun in his bag. But I, I'll i say it tonight, and I'm going to probably say it again tomorrow. I still think that gun is in that kid's backpack, and it goes way back to that one scene yeah. where Gordo's on the stairs playing with a gun, pointing it at him in the background, pulling, going click. Mm-hmm. Yep, I immediately thought of that. That's pretty cool. That, maybe that kid will save the day. Maybe. I love that, you know, you think that Lester is going to, like, change his mind a little bit. Because he sees the or picture. Run. He, he sees a picture of Spencer and he's like, Oh man, I can't like screw that kid's dad over. But no, he just puts no. a gun in his he's, bag. He's like he's like, I'm gonna screw the kid over. Yeah. I'm gonna Because if I screw the kid got... over, then there's gonna be somewhat of a investigation and maybe that will lead to the hammer. Yeah, Gordo's Gordo's mad because she messed up his his dad's life because dad was banging the aunt and he keeps piss in jars in his closet <laughs> that people evidently smell. Yep. So much to talk about. So, so, so tomorrow night, we're gonna record another episode. We're gonna have John Lamb back with us. We're we're fulfilling our two pre-show preseason episode uh, guests coming back again, so that they can take part in the actual show instead of just a bunch of guessing that we did preseason. Yep. And uh, so we're excited to have John back again, and it'll be great. So we can't wait for you guys to hear that, and we'll have that show up. Uh, you know, basically, you know, uh, I don't know. It goes up pretty late uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. But it'll be there for you. Yep. So we'll talk to you tomorrow night, Sharpie. Yes, we will. All right. Have a good one, All man. All right. We'll t- talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, bye.